2: Yeah, hello, everybody. Got my buddy Francis with me. Hey. Hey, What's man. Going on, guys? How are you, how you doing?
3: Good to be here. Thanks for having me. No worries, dude.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Why have you got a Byron in your hat?
3: Because uh, I've been writing for my Edinburgh show.
2: Oh, hey. Edinburgh, who's got their tickets? Oh, yeah. I don't know who I cheered that to. I thought people were going to go, Me? Pleasance
3: Ace Dome, 11 pm.
2: Uh, it's going to be great. At the though.
3: Fringe. Come check it out. Are Buy you... your tickets to avoid disappointment. Are
2: you going to have a fringe when you do it?
3: Um, I don't think I think my my fringe days are, are long gone. <laughs> I don't think I can have a convincing fringe now without looking like I'm in denial about my hair loss.
2: <laughs> I saw this guy who has you can get these things you can glue to your head now.
3: Oh really? Yeah maybe uh, you a dildo. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Are
3: you are you digging those at the moment? <laughs>
2: Hey team, what's happening, Private Partners? Uh, welcome to the podcast. Hey, we got a very cool guest on today, Mr. Tim Lovejoy. Tim Lovejoy. Tim Lovejoy. Hey, we we, we cover a lot of stuff.
3: We, we do. We go down some rabbit holes, but it's all very interesting. And
2: yeah, we talk, talk about free speech. We talk about free speech. We talk about mental health. Uh, Tim. Hey, thanks to Tim actually because. What a dude for opening up and being so honest. Um, you know, Tim Lovejoy, he hosts Sunday Brunch. Uh, he has his own podcast, uh, which is a really good listen. So go and check that one out as well. Um, He's a lot of, He has a lot of great wisdom on the subject of, uh, um, m- you know,
3: your mindset in life, your mental health and, and, and going out there and being hungry and getting what you want.
2: Yeah, so if if you're having going through a little bit of a tricky time um, and whatever that may be, maybe that you're feeling a little bit sad at the moment, anxious, whatever it is, have a listen to this podcast because I think hopefully it will help you in certain ways. and also remember, if you do want to get in touch with us, you can easily do that on our Instagrams: Francis Ball, Jamie Lang, Tim Lovejoy. As well, um, you can follow him, follow his, because um, you can message him about stuff. Or at Private Parts Podcast, message us anything you want, uh, and we'll reach out to you and help you out without a doubt. Ain't that right, Francis?
3: Indeed. Uh, have you... Unless it's ridiculous, like we we don't accept ridiculous demands. Like, oh, I do. Like, what's the most ridiculous demand that you would not accept? <sighs>
2: Someone wanted me to send them
3: money <laughs> <laughs> for a boob job. <laughs> you've probably you've probably done that a few times. <laughs> it's like your charity. Uh, it's like hey,
2: Brother Partners, we love you so much. Um, please remember to subscribe uh, and uh, comment because apparently it helps us in the iTunes charts and people can find us easily. But uh, today, enjoy this one. It's a good one. It's a proper meaningful one. Yeah. Why don't you intro our guest, Francis?
3: Ladies and gentlemen,
2: Tim Lovejoy. Lovejoy. So, um, I've been having these, uh, again, these weird dreams. About our guests? <laughs> Sexual dreams about our guests? <laughs> no, not about our guests. I don't... Actually, weirdly, I have had a dream about our guests. Really? Yeah, I have, once. But nothing really happened, oh. but you were, you were in my dream. Yeah. Doing what? No, nothing happened
3: you just wanted to make that perfectly clear <laughs> yeah. nothing happened
2: No, nothing did happen but i, I we were just uh, you were just there but i feel that i feel like you would have dreamed about me at one point as well uh
0: i, I don't remember it if i did it might be one of those dreams that i had and i don't remember in the morning See, how was i in your dream explain please well
2: Expand. so i so for some reason if i i dreamed about a lot of different people and there was i don't know why you laugh at this why are you laughing at this
3: yeah. What, that I dream about a lot of different yeah, people? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's also like everyone does, right?
2: Yeah, but I reckon that you would dream about your parents, your friends, or things like that. Me, personally? Yeah. yeah.
3: So you think you, you're the only person who d- dreams about people who he isn't related to?
2: <laughs> I think that our <laughs> guest and me, I think we dream. I think we are very on the same page when it comes to dreaming about other people. No. Yes. Yes. I, I,
0: I, had, a, I had an argument. I, have a, I had a shrink, and he used to believe that dreams predict the future and that was the bit I, I he was a good shrink but i disagreed with that bit i don't believe it.
2: so so the fact that we well, well they might be able to
3: pr- predict your or influence your actions which which then manifest the future right? yeah
0: that's a good way of thinking about it but he he he, he thought that when you were dreaming I, I interviewed a brain surgeon the other day on my podcast and he said it's the, your brain trying to get rid of all the crap that's in your brain and um, they don't really know. Well, so what I was trying to get are. rid of you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, I was trying what? to get rid of you. Well, it might because we've worked together and we presented together, so it might yeah. be an anxiety about that. What was the dream? Tell us the bloody <laughs> Nothing. dream. Nothing. You were just there. I just don't. I, you were just standing Where? there.
2: Where? Where were we? Well, I don't, what happens in a dream? I, I don't look around. And go. Oh, this is a nice house. Why? Like I, well, I don't really do that? It's when I dream. I sort of just experience the whole dream. Like last night, I had a dream of that my mum was reading out a letter, and she was getting really embarrassed about the letter, and so I was trying to make her not embarrassed
0: about it. But you were just. My dream once. So let's analyse that one. Forget me. What,
2: I think I just really the, fancy my mum. <laughs> oh
0: dear, really? Well, I don't know. No, I've
2: that, but I just, do, I do dream about my mum a lot. That <laughs> back-tracking is backtracking <good>. now. <laughs> I do. I dream about my mum a lot. Uh, I dream about, but I think I dream about my mum a lot because you fancy her. No, because I fancy her, but I think that she. I sort of now worry about my parents. Weirdly,
0: yeah. How important is your mum in your life? So important. Well, there you go. That's why you dream about her. She's in your conscience. Yeah. But I'm subconscious.
2: Also where I'm always being chased. That's last it.
3: last night I had a dream that I was just climbing. Rock oh, like climbing, rock yeah. Climb.
0: yeah. Do you rock climb though? Yeah, I,
3: I recently started, and so now I, I get like when I start a new thing, I get really obsessive about it, and I dream that I'm doing it all the time. Do you climb with
0: your legs? Yeah, climb with my legs. I always have three points of contact. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what are you? Eight,
2: what are you doing?
3: Eight, You're
0: not a rock climber. No, I know, but I just like to learn. Yeah, yeah. Have been climbing before? No, oh. no. But I know because yeah. I because I. I observe things. It's quite, it's quite, so there's
3: something quite mesmeric about people watching people climb yeah. as well. It's like... This
0: is in the Olympics this year, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Speed yeah. climbing. Plus, yeah,
3: bouldering. Yeah. Oh, speed climbing and bouldering. What's bouldering? Bouldering is where you're without rope. So that's what I do. I, do, I, I, I mean, I do a bit of, I'm going to do a sort of... Uh, Proper climb. climb. Yeah. But I just do bouldering at the moment. Well, what does
0: it mean, though? What's it, what?
3: Bouldering is where you where it's like, it's like lower. So obviously if you fall, you fall into a padded right. thing. Yeah but you don't have any ropes, and then you can climb up. And there are various, like, bouldering problems, which Wait, you have to... this is going to be
2: an Olympic sport? Yeah, it's going to be an yeah. Olympic sport. What have they taken out? It's they fu- would have taken something
0: out, that means. No. <sighs> yeah. They? I think they keep adding. They probably be... took
3: out, like, like 100 metres or something. <laughs>
0: yeah. You should be just running and throwing. We're and replacing 100 metres with uh,
2: bouldering. <laughs> yeah. is, that, is that cool with you guys? <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to Private Parts Podcast. This is where we read the most intimate and of details of our lives. Hey, in the studio today, my buddy, one of my greatest friends in the world,
0: we're... Really? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. uh, Does that make uh, you feel sorry for me? I I didn't get the memo. (laughs) Tim Lovejoy! Hey, Hey. hooray for me. Hey, uh, Tim, before we start,
2: we've got to apologise to you because we tried to
0: organise this twice and we let you down twice. Yeah, the only reason I'm on here is the last time you came on the show, I dug out a, tweet, a text, sorry, where you said you were going to organise it and then I hadn't heard from you for three months. <laughs> oh
2: yeah, that's,
0: that's
2: Jamie, that's no, Jamie, that's Jamie. Tim and I went, so when you got so Tim obviously hosts Sunday Brunch uh, with Simon Rimmer and it's, you know, it's an intimidating thing to go on because you're seeing that's live TV for three and a half hours and you have loads of different guests and Tim and Simon are very, very sort of confident in it and he was sitting there and Tim... Brings out a message the fact that I said, Come on the podcast live well, and, on, on, and I was yeah. went and I went
0: ha, Yeah ha, ha, ha. I had just totally forgotten that I had said that message. She showed you up.
2: Totally showed me up.
0: what uh, do you do you think it's intimidating
2: coming on the show? I think no, it's not intimidating because you guys make it very easy. Yeah. But I think it's intimidating because it's live. And I think live if for some reason live should actually weirdly be easier because you don't really think as much and you just go bam 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 through it.
0: Yeah, but you know I'm the never the stakes gonna, are higher. I uh, yeah, but you know I'm never gonna catch you out. No, you're not. And you know if you go down a bad cul-de-sac, I'm gonna drag you out as well because I don't want to stitch my guests up ever. Yeah. And I think that's important. And I often say to you, as you know, just before I go, do you want to talk about that thing or not? Because I don't want people to feel that's bad what you. On TV. I, I
2: remember we were sitting in, uh, we were getting our makeup done because we we do everything together, and we were getting <laughs> <laughs> we were getting our makeup done together. This and wasn't for the shows. Yeah, this yeah, night night was like a night out. We're just getting ready. It was really exciting, and uh, we're going to Clapham Grand. was going to be great. And uh, you, Grand, I don't know what was just, going on there. I don't know some, Party, drag show. <laughs> yeah, we were going to a drag show. But you were very kind, and I just got my hair transplant. Yeah. And you sat next to me and said, um, do you want to talk about that? And I said, do you know what? Oh, I, I, And you saw the way I was acting, because I didn't know if I was meant to or what I wasn't. This was a while ago. And you said, listen. If you were meant to. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I didn't know if I was supposed to talk about it. Yeah. I just got this hair transplant. But you, you said, um, you said no, listen, well, I don't want it. If it makes you uncomfortable, let's yeah. not do it. No ways. And so that's a really good thing. That's what's so great about the show, is that you're not there... To catch people out. However, with with a, like a sort of show like that where you, it's a chat show, you kind of want to get the juicy bits anyway. No, so-
0: I don't. I want to get your personality out. See, this is what's different. This, when I started working in TV to begin with, um, the whole premise of a TV show is to get a little bit of, a, a bit of the TV show into a newspaper. That's all it is, or clicks online. Mm-hmm. So if you go on um, any of the breakfast shows, whatever, all the presenters, on the news shows, they're desperately trying to get headlines. That's what they're trying to do. Whereas I'm not. I'm th- thinking let's get the best out of this person let's see who they are and, and what they are and let's try and get some personality let's let's like them because most people who come on the show are really lovely and it is such a nervous thing to go into for some people i mean you're you're natural at it you you know you're comfortable but some people are really nervous on it and i just want to i want to have a conversation with them and actually see their personalities i'm not looking for headlines but i never have been and that's where i've gone wrong in my career <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i know I deserve- but i think that's much
3: healthier for society is if we all just kind of it is. Well, it's just a bit more positive,
0: right? I was I was going on GMTV. No, what's it called? GMB to promote. Good morning, yeah, yeah, to promote uh, the Sunday brunch cookbook, and they were interviewing. It wasn't the normal presenters, but they were interviewing Jack from Love Island, who had gone out with Danny Dyer. <laughs> yeah, and my interview was going to be. Well, I was with Simon Rimmer. Our interview was going to be about six minutes long, or something. And then when we came there, they said it's going to be five minutes long. I'm like, fine, we'll talk about loads of stuff. We'd, you know, we've been briefed within an inch of our life about all the stuff that we were going to talk about and yeah. all that sort of stuff. And you're up four hours before it even begins. Yeah, exactly. And then it was like four and a half minutes. And then I was sitting there watching them, and they were t- just trying to get a line out of Jack. And it was just painful. And it was like... So what do you think of Danny then now, Danny Dyer? And what do you think of this? And what do you think? And, uh, and it just kept going on and on and on. And eventually they, were, he, uh, uh, they went something like, are you still going to be friends with Danny Dyer? And he'd say, he said something like, I'd hope to one day. And they're like, he was like yes, got it, we've got, got the line. We've got that one line. Now we're in the mail online. Now we're in the sun. Now we're in the mirror. Oh, we, can, we can carry on. And then it's like, right, Tim, Simon, you got two minutes, it yeah. literally was, before we go to Lorraine because we were the last thing in the show. So we, we had two minutes, but I enjoyed it. it yeah, but, that, but
2: that's it's so interesting you say that because I totally agree with you. I think, you know, the, what we say on this podcast is that, uh, you know, we said it to you when you came in, but if anyone says anything on the podcast they don't like or they don't want to be in or they're upset about they get to take it out because I think that life isn't about catching people out it's about finding out personalities and actually getting Definitely. to know that person mm. Definitely. And, and we live in this society now where everything is like so false right so we have Instagram which is filtered through everything we have celebrities going on to chat shows where they're so media trained to the, to the you know to the inch of their life mm. where they sit and they think about what they have to say and they don't really they worry that oh god I can't say this and can't say it but I have to be biased but not biased and it's a really irresistible irritating life that we lead and that's why with private parts we always want to speak to people and find out like their secrets not their secrets so much but like (laughs) that's basically going
0: contradicting the The
2: skeletons
3: (laughs) in your closet well i
0: I didn't have the hair (laughs) transplant in the end you you didn't think about it no i sat in the chair to have it done oh really i literally, literally sat in the chair and they'd booked out i'd booked out the whole day to have my hair transplant and then, um, and I just went really hot. And I thought, <laughs> what the hell am I doing this for? And I said to the guy, he said to me, I don't know why you're so worried, I'm gonna change your life. And that really bugged me about that. And I thought, why am I doing this? So I went for a walk and I got really hot and went for a walk, came back down and went, uh, you can keep my deposit, I don't want it, I'm not doing it. And just and yeah. walked out of there. And I'm so sort of glad I didn't now, because I, I was going through a bad time at the time. I've, I've had uh, mental health issues through my life. And, and, um, and, I was, and I was really worried about how I was feeling about myself. Hmm. Not to bring your podcast down, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but, this is, this is but, what we like to do. But about. I, was, I was really feeling down about life, and I thought, if I do the hair, you know, I'm getting a bit older and I need to keep hold of my uh TV career. You've got the the young guys, cling like, on to your youth, yeah. Jamie Lang's coming along with all his blonde hair and <laughs> t- stealing my job. all my fake blonde hair, <laughs> <laughs> it's fake blonde. and it's like I was worried about it and I was worried about what I was looking like. I was, you know, I was, I was a single man and all that, and I was just like, what, what? I'd get the hair transplant, that'll change my life. But the reality is, and I'm not sure whether you've thought this through, Jamie, is you have to do this now for the rest of your life because um, the original hair still falls out.
2: I think about it every
0: day. The
2: most annoying the, thing
3: they, is...
0: Do you know what? They're, they're very close to cracking the cloning. Yes. The oh, okay. I, I'm just going to wait till that. That's it. Yeah. That's it, like, what I do. Yeah. And when they do the cloning, then, what's then really... Then come back a-
3: with a mane, like, like <laughs> a big like Aslan. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what's interesting about the cloning is at the moment, it's, uh, it's predominantly a male industry, you know, having a hair transplant. Um, as soon as they can clone hair, it becomes a women's industry because all the celebrity women who come on my show, they often have those, uh, what yeah, they call weaves. Ha- no, uh, hair extensions. Yeah, hair they, extensions. they have them, they, they clip them in before they come on the show. Suddenly they can go and have their hair cloned and get it back. Yeah. Suddenly it's going to be a women's industry. Uh, yeah, be yeah huge. exactly. Invest guys, let's invest. But yeah. but
2: to, going back to your point that you said earlier, you know, um, you know, going through sort of mental health and having that sort of roller coaster ride through and you've been open and honest about it, which I think is so important and you've been open and honest before in the past, even when not that many people spoke about it, which I think is great. And I talk about it a lot. Um, do you think, do you think, I mean, I mean, if, if I was a therapist, I go so deep into it, but do you think television and the pressures of looking a certain way and being a certain way and the pressures of people coming up below, do you think that enhances it and pushed it forward? And how do you then repel that and stop stop thinking those things? Like, you know, not caring about the fact that you, your hair might be receding or caring about that potentially people might be younger than you or whatever. How do you get past those things?
0: Well, on that final, on that last bit, it's acceptance, right? You've got to oh, age. Yeah. If you're not ageing, you're dead. So you've got to age. So you've got to accept that you're going to get old. So I, I realise a lot of mental health stuff is acceptance. Going back to the bit about talking about it, I've been really funny about it. So a lot of celebrities come out and talk about mental health and and I worry about being the a, a pinup for it, a poster boy for it because I don't understand it all totally. And, I, 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 and I also, I'm also worried that a lot of celebrities are just, it feels like, I don't think they are, but it feels like a lot of celebrities are going, hey, we can do some PR mm. around mental health. And I never wanted to do that. Like my brother died of cancer and I get asked to do a lot of articles on it. And I'm like, um, I, I, it's kind of really precious to mm. me. And I don't know how much I want to do on it. I've done a couple of big articles, mainly to help the charities, who, Macmillan Nurses and Marie Curie, but I don't want to talk about it too much but, because but, I don't but, want it to be about me. Well, it's a personal thing. Yes, you it's know? very yeah, personal. But,
2: but I, and I, and I totally understand that. <clears throat> but if I was going to go against that, I would say that, you know, you've been through something so horrendous and horrific. Uh, that actually possibly talking about it actually helps the situation and probably helps others to understand you know you, there are probably so many people who are going through the same situation that you were going through and the fact that you're in the public eye they can sort of almost relate to you and know you and they think oh someone like him gone, guy has gone through it and understands and you sort of make them understand it at the same time
0: yeah well uh, on my podcast i speak about it freely because i think that's me yeah, because you have
2: it's yours. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it's, a
0: it's okay. tougher to do it on yeah. on podcasts like this. I don't mind doing it with you, but it's tougher because it's like, oh, look at me—I've got mental health issues—and I'm like everybody else, feel sorry for me. However, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of I spend a lot of time my my thoughts on depression changes quite a lot. Uh, have you had a... am so I'm so intrigued with this.
3: I I I had quite bad depression when I was at university. Actually. Did you? Yeah, yeah, I, uh, and uh, and. Yeah I think uh, going back to what you said I think a lot of it goes back to just acceptance right and 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 yeah. kind of uh not over um analyzing things and yeah I mean uh, but and, and also just being active I swear like being active and 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 uh, jujitsu and stuff Yeah I really, I really
0: help my
2: my yeah, uh, your you exercise for you. Exercise. Everyone's it? oh, really gone
0: good. mad for jujitsu, haven't they? Yeah, it's like it's, the biggest it, thing. It is. It is great. But yeah. I must say, my mate who's got really into it has got a bit of a cauliflower ear now, and he and he he sees yeah. he sees that as being pretty cool. And oh, then, I hate that! I don't want that. And then the yeah, other I'm day, his cauliflower ear. The other, d- have you got one? <laughs> well, yeah, it's
3: kind of
0: starting. Oh, it's starting. Yeah, you got to work on. Everyone, <laughs> really you get one a really big and, so <laughs> and You and have the, to drain it from your ear. And I saw him the other day, and he goes, "Look at this!" And his arm had this, like, all this sort of. Rash on it, and it's a rash you get from' cause oh. sweaty men to go oh yeah if you if you're not if you' if you're not hygienic, yeah. I don't yeah. think you can help it. Can't yeah, you me,
3: can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. Yeah, you just use a special, special what? soap you, you, you
0: What you you
2: wash
3: you wash
0: you wash. Are yourself. you using a special soap? Yeah,
3: yeah you just J- use a proper soap. That... Jitsu soap. Yeah, Jitsu soap.
2: <laughs> 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 what is, it's like waxing your surfboard, but waxing yourself. That's what you're doing. <laughs> no, no, it's just soap. For, like sh- sh- look, look how look how he gets so defensive when he talks about because because he because like, you do you really love Jitsu which is I, I did my first session because of Francis yesterday.
0: Oh, and, and what was it like?
2: Yeah, it's amazing. But I woke up today and I couldn't I could move I mean I literally couldn't my thumb is still sore you you, I, I wrestled Spencer Matthews oh cool and
0: I, I got him I choked him out did you, you yeah, I, I fancy him against you I
2: no because it's all about it's about using another person's body weight oh, yeah, it's right, all about okay. like you're a you're, 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 tree I'm you, a feather but he also has never done jiu-jitsu before he's never done it either so nor have I but then we were wrestling again and I had his foot yeah. but I didn't know what to do with it I was just trying to bend it in certain ways but I didn't know how to get him in a foot lock did you
0: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I have no idea what that means. Yeah, you
2: means. did. Okay. Yeah. I did gi.
0: How do you Ghi. know about this? How you Because know I was gi- loads of, I just you try, I like learn stuff about everything. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing about everything.
3: Yeah, I, 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 I've I, never had any rashes. I, I, that's that's not a thing. What do, do you do,
0: gi or non-gi? I did you don't far. know what
2: it means, you just heard to
0: What's I, no, the I, difference? You either wear the stupid white <laughs> outfits or you wear the BMX gear. Yeah, yeah I, do, I do gi and no gi. <laughs> the yeah. type BMX type yeah, I I
3: stuff. Do. I'm actually uh, competing in gi and no gi this weekend. Are you? Yeah. Which one are you better at? um well I, I train in the gi more but i i do i actually my game is geared more towards nogi actually
2: oh. <laughs>
0: what <laughs> what, what, <laughs> co- what color is your no non-gi because i just think it's so funny looking. what color pe- is it i've got, I've at, got my... it's,
3: it's all black with uh, a yeah. scum and
0: cross <laughs> they make me laugh
3: those outfits yeah. just, have
2: you have you personalized your own one no no it's a, it's a
3: it's a a, a particular brand that
2: look he gets so serious i love when he talks about it he's so
3: like are you a contender yeah Yeah. i I mean i i came second in the british nationals did you yeah wow a few weeks ago look
2: at him again look at him him. he's getting he's just getting so smug (laughs) no i mean he asked me i know so what what, what,
3: well you're a full black belt then no i'm not i don't know i'm 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 about to get my blue belt
0: Ah, okay. So you're competing at your belt level. Yeah, my belt so level, good. and then right, and then okay. I'll compete at blue belt. Oh, next I thought minute. you were like like proper up there. Oh no, I mean no. I've only
3: been doing it for uh, eighteen months oh it takes forever to get your black belt yeah it takes 10, 10, 10, years, 10, 10, 10 years. 15 years, Tim I
2: reckon yeah. I reckon we do it together man we can go and do some G I've been asking
3: some, Jamie to come and train with me for like ages yeah. and then he goes and trains with Spencer
2: Matthews no uh, I didn't train with Spencer someone who's never
3: done jiu-jitsu do you think he's a bit worried <laughs> no
2: I didn't train with him I just the <laughs> reason be why you weren't worried I, well I wouldn't want to fight you no because I would just be worried actually what you would do to me I mean I'd just seen you do your things um, hey Tim hold on we've got to get back to this one right, thing right okay
0: depression so, yeah, here we go. Depression. yeah the, depression hurts like mad oh, The I had The sort of depression I had Hurts like crazy Can't explain the pain Anyone here who's listening Will know it's a physical yeah. pain Even though you can't explain it Everything in your body hurts You can't leave the house I just couldn't get out of bed Couldn't I get so, out of bed so, Everything's yeah. dark I see it as a very dark Like you're, you're walking into a dark tunnel and you can't escape it. There's no light at the end of the tunnel, which is, what I suppose, where that expression comes from.
2: But and, but where did where did yours? Where, where do you think your depression came from? Well,
0: you, I don't think there is a, a I don't think there is a point where you can go. Oh, it was because you know. Because but, there, I,
2: but there's a sort of consistent negative thinking that then you suddenly wake up one day and you suddenly go. This negative thinking hasn't no,
0: disappeared. I don't, I don't even think it's negative thinking. I think it's broken life, and this is where I've come. I've spent. So what happened with me is I got I I, I got depression. And then I thought rather than take drugs about it, I don't really like taking drugs at the best of times. So I thought rather than do that, what I would do is I would look it up and learn about it. I felt quite suicidal, if I'm honest with you. And I that was really scary. You know, I'm a father with three kids and uh, I had two of the first bout I had. but And I was just like thinking, what, what can I do about this? So I just started reading as much as I could. And I started reading about Buddhism and stuff to relieve it, but also trying to work out what the hell was going on. And I've sort of come to a bit of a conclusion now that depression is not necessarily a bad thing. I think a lot of us suffer from mental health problems. And I think that's why we're seeing so many celebrities come out now. When I first had it, I was on um, the uh, show before Sunday brunch was called Something for the Weekend on BBC Two. And I wouldn't dare tell anyone because they'd want to get rid of the idiot who's got depression. But th- is that what you thought or that's what you knew? I, that's what I thought. It was like one of those things you wouldn't talk about. So that was probably, I don't know, 13, 14 years ago. And I'd, I'd realised I'd been quite dark most of my life. But, you know, th- this...
2: And, and was that hard? Because you're, you're, you're meant to be this upbeat, happy presenter who's meant to be interviewing guests and having yeah. fun and making everyone happy at home. But then inside, you're feeling a certain way. So you're that imagery of that sort of you know, that shell, right? You're just, you're you're putting on a suit the entire time.
0: No, interestingly, it was the three hours or in those days, it was, I think, an hour and a half on something for the weekend. I could escape my life. I loved it. And even though when I've had a bout on Sunday brunch, it's like three hours in your life where you go, this is really exciting life. I love it. It's different. It's you know it's it's unusual what i 'm doing and i and I love that life, and then it would the camera would switch off, and I'd go and sit in the green room and put my head in my hands and go, "Oh God, back to normal life again so so it's like it was an escape, so I could get myself up to do the show, and i don 't think people would often notice um it, it would sometimes hit me a bit in ad breaks and stuff but generally when I'm live I, I can change into you know it, having an exciting time but I do think our lives are broken and I think what what's happened is um, through doing my podcast as well interviewing all these different people and stuff is I think what's, what it is it's a sign that there's something not quite right in your life and what we try and do is we try and fix it with drugs or we try and I'm not by the way there are people with medical imbalances and stuff mm. or, or chemical imbalances sure. who, who have a different sort of thing but I think it's a you say it's a negative thought process. I think it's maybe not a negative thought process. It's a thought process that we're bombarded with the idea that we have to generate as much money as we possibly can. Then you're going to throw into it uh, all the other materialistic things. You're going to throw in uh, social media. We're being constantly judged. You know, um, you guys know it now. Uh, I've had it for years on TV where I've been told people tell me what they think about me. The opening up of social media means even more people tell you what they think about you. Everyone's judging each other and you're looking. I mean, I find... I find it's very hard to get sad if you sit in a field with nothing around you. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of life. As soon as you interact with the normal world, it can really start hitting you. And I think there's got we've got to start thinking wow, the rise of mental health problems and depression has with the rise of modern life.
3: But also I think uh, what what I absolutely agree with you and I think also um, it's almost like a philosophical crisis sometimes, where people feel like they should be happy, right? They should be pursuing exa- happiness, exactly at, at, at any cost, and that's what life is about—is being happy. But actually, life is, you know, is just a series of, you know, but, e- events which cause a lot of pain and suffering, you know, but, but, and eventually you die. So, so you're gain- You're you're n- you're never going to be happy your entire life. But if you actually go in- out into life and seek meaning and fulfillment. Uh, uh then then you actually find uh that you know that way out of that that sort of negative uh, s- uh, feedback loop of thoughts and and stuff like that so i think going out and finding meaning in and doing something that actually brings you fulfillment and responsibility and stuff like that actually you know m- Makes you not think about being happy. With but, but Jamie, we- can I just
0: say one thing, just to add to that? I know you're trying to get in there, but just actually to do nothing as well, yeah. reverse back yeah, exactly. from nothing, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and just you know, you saying you're going to university. It's really interesting because I, I didn't go to university, but I can imagine you're bombarded with. I've got to party. I've got to meet people to have sex with. I've got to study. What am I going to do for a career? You're bombarded by all these thought processes. And I think it's quite a tough thing to put uh, younger people through. And that might be the time where you've got so much, so many ideas coming through to you that you're like, H- how do I under- How do I deal with all this? Oh, I've got anxiety. And that can then lead on to depression.
2: But but what is interesting, right, in terms of what you're saying there is, um, <clears throat> so you're talking about blueprints right so in in life we have a blueprint we go okay we want to make this amount of money and we want to be married at this age and we want to have this kind of job Mm. and we want to do this and this And without realizing we put all these pressures on ourselves add everyone else's influence into it negative or good right and actually when we're younger we don't even think about uh happiness and sadness as things right we just we watch a movie and it's sad we become sad we win a football match and we become happy we don't actually think but as we get older those kind of things become sort of cognitive thinking in a sense we go oh, do I feel happy today and before we never really used to have that uh, well most people didn't you know, there's a lot of people who do experience that and the thing is is that we spend our entire lives or the majority of our early life thinking oh god okay I've got to pass this exam to get to this university like you said and all, right, all
3: the boxes you've got, I've got to, to do yeah. this
2: and I've got to complete my blueprint but actually at the end of the day if someone said to you right now and I would assume and if I talk for myself if someone asked me if you had one wish what would you wish for? I just, I just wish to be happy. I wouldn't. But when I was younger, I'd wish probably for loads of money or I'd li- wish for loads of, uh, you know, uh, this and that. And, and you, you're, you know, you wish for all these ideas. <laughs> no, I've got all that now. <laughs> now I just want to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true. But interesting. I, I repeated myself. But what is so important is that I've said this before and I'll say it again. Socrates said there are two levels of happiness. The higher level and the lower level. The lower level is wealth, a power, Fame, all these things that you think you want to achieve. The higher level is purpose, loyalty, friendship, love. All those ones that actually you don't think that you want to achieve. You think you want to achieve the lower well, level demonians. of life. But yeah, but that's what you. And so, actually, in fact, when you achieve those things that you did, you started achieving. Some sort of fame and you start achieving some sort of success and you started achieving all the things you thought was going to be right and then suddenly you, you weren't happy and then you kind of go well why am I not happy and you have to figure out hang on a second you have to get through that and what is so there's a guy called Mo Gaudet or Mo Mo Gaudet Gord- <laughs> Mo, Mo if you listen to a podcast by Elizabeth Day called How to Fail she talks to this guy same thing he was head of Google uh, or one, of, he was CFO of Google, he was earning absolutely millions and millions a year. He was living in LA, he had a huge house, he had all these things and he just wasn't happy. Didn't understand it, why am I not happy? And he went and worked out, he went and read about happiness and he went and discovered what happiness truly is. And he, same as you, he said, I think it's not a bad thing to feel sad, it's just what happens is when you feel sad, you then put yourself into this spin where you go, oh my God, I'm sad. I can't be sad, I can't be sad. Can't. And that makes you even sadder because you're feeling sad at the well, same I think time.
3: Being sad is a part of life because... Because if you if 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 all of life's suffering was thrown at you and you weren't sad, it would be, it'd be pretty pretty uh, um, strange. Uh, you know, it'd be weird, right? So obviously, being sad is a part of life. But obviously, finding responsibility in your life, which then gives you meaning by shouldering that responsibility, it is a sort of a sort of a pathway to fulfillment and and uh, and at least you know. A feeling
0: that your life has a purpose and, and a I, I interviewed Will Storr on my podcast. He's written a book called Selfie, and uh, it's about how we've become self-obsessed. Uh, and well, how the self uh, the self-esteem movement started in the. Uh, with Thatcher and Reagan and how we all thought self-esteem was the most important thing. It turns you into a bit of an individual. And mm. I think we've, we've broken down society. Oh, this is getting really deep, isn't
2: no, it? No, <laughs> I love no, no, that. Uh, trust me, this is what we want. I but we've broken, down so,
0: we've broken down society a bit and... um uh, and, and now I'm not sure we're connected, we're connected online. So you've got all your followers online. They don't really know you. They think they know you, but they don't really know you. Whereas I think we've, we've now got no youth centres, I don't think, left in the country, pretty much. the only yeah. place The only place we've got really where all the community comes together is schools. And even then... We we separate our children through wealth and religion and sex and uh, in, intelligence etc cetera, etc. Cetera. So so we're not even all together at the community there. There's no churches anymore. The religion's dying a bit. That's why we've all got into veganism and Pilates and yoga and jujitsu <laughs> <Whatever. laughs> but we're all trying to find communities yeah. and we're not we're not all together I think I think it, we're struggling with it a bit well, that, I definitely
3: think there's a lack of community right the, That the community and, and the sort of and the importance of, 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 of the family unit has been has been kind of broken down so.
2: but, but also it, totally right the whole point of Facebook and Instagram and all these social media things was to connect everyone around the world oh we're going to be more connected more connected but in fact we're less connected because yeah. you know now now, uh, you know, instead of playing a PlayStation game with your brother, you play a PlayStation game with a headset on talking to a stranger who lives in Nebraska. And yeah. and that's more... Which is fun. kind of
3: cool, but also detaching from But it, it detaches.
2: And so everyone now is incredibly detached. And not only that, you know, talking about these pressures in life, right? Again, I, I've, I've said this on, uh, somewhere before, but, you know, we're meant to have a village mentality. We're meant to know 150 people to 200 people. So if you had a wedding, right, you'd normally invite... 100 to 150 people max, like that's how many people you kind of know. Um, and out of that 100 to 150, people, you have your USP, your unique selling point, the thing that you're really good at. doesn't matter if that's fashion or music or, or going to the gym or being the best parent or being the best at cooking banana bread, whatever it is, you have your thing that you're good at normally. And the problem now that we're so connected with other individuals is that you go onto Instagram in the morning, you go onto whatever, you click on something and you, you see other people better than you. You Mm. see everyone's better than you. And so you're going, well, what is the point now? Because everyone's better than you. That's what you think.
0: You have to turn that noise pollution off in your head sometimes. And if you're like my 17-year-old daughters who never never switch off, and I look at them, I think, I feel so sorry for you. Just switch off your phone every Mm. now and then and just disconnect that noise. They're obsessively on Instagram and Snapchat. You should
3: get them a phone with no battery and a really short (laughs) charging cable. So they they have to walk away from it.
0: how yeah. do you how do you police that in your household how do you police? i social- can't they're 17 it's their lives they've got to do it themselves it's like really? it would, you know when i was a kid everyone said people watch too much tv and you know there's always something they've just got to work it out for themselves but do you want to know how i've dealt with my um because i haven't i feel the happiest i've ever felt in my life um and i've dealt with it be by a few things i've done one is to um i've got this acronym that i use it's not quite an acronym doesn't quite work but it's called ARM and it's accept any situation that you have which might send you somewhere ARM which is accept take responsibility and move on you've got to take responsibility for your life the most important thing to to learn in life is to go this is everything is my fault because yeah. I can do something about it now if I'm born with 10 million quid in the bank or a billion in the bank or nothing that is it that's the deal that, yeah. it's not going to change don't whinge about it you know, get on. This is what you've got in life. Deal with it, and then and then go right. How can I make the best of what I've got now? People who are born with ten million quid in the bank don't often have a good life, and people with nothing can have a good life. So it doesn't matter where your starting place well, is. This is it yeah, now. And, Move and, on. And,
3: and responsibility is, is is such an important aspect of that. And and. As so many people, I think you know they might be born with nothing, but they look look upon the people who are born with ten million quid and think, "Oh shit, this is an injustice you know I need to try and you know uh, be politically active to try and you know get the, you know get them to pay more tax and make fair- society fairer but actually, if you just assume responsibility for your life and and try and make the best of what you've you know got, you can really, you, you can achieve a fulfilling you level
0: could, of satisfaction and, and, and achievement. You can have a billion pounds in the bank and shit parents, yeah, exactly. which is worse than having nothing and brilliant loving parents. If you can look up In your moments of despair, and have people there to support you, that is worth so much money. That to have support of of a family, and it's really important. I don't think people and some people don't even have that. You know what I mean? Yeah. The other way I I deal with it is I do go for walking, walk uh, in nature. And people try and talk about mindfulness or meditation. The easiest way is to go for a walk, I promise you. Just walk around and you you watch, you, you, you just look at the nature, walk slowly and let your thoughts come in, drift in, drift out. By doing nothing, seriously, by doing nothing actually achieves a lot because you end up doing a thought process. And the final thing I'd say, and this is the hardest thing, but this is what all meditations about and this is the bit I like the most is when you is to try and observe yourself when you go through it. So if you like bang your finger with a hammer, go, oh that really hurts. What's actually going on? And try and visualize the pain going through your finger and up to your brain and everything else. And if you're feeling lonely or, or you're feeling depressed or you're feeling anxious, try and look at it and what's happening and try and observe it. The last time I had depression it lasted two days because I watched it and it just hit me. It was like a shift in reality. Everything in my I don't know what it was like for you France but everything goes slightly blurry everything goes a bit darker mm. and everything else and I watched it happen I was like, and I was intrigued by it rather than just going oh god here we go again I was like wow look at this this is really weird Well, my taste was different and I'm sounding really deep here no, but it's this, good, no, it's good. it's totally- stuff, and I thought I've got to get out of this situation I was in a bar it was a daytime but I was in a bar having a lunch and I thought I've got to get out now and I've got to go and be on my own and watch myself do this and watch myself through it and see it and I can rather than it lasting months or weeks yeah. or whatever I managed to get it yeah. sort of just by Kertell. watching it but, Yeah, but,
2: but that, that, that self-awareness is amazing that you had that
0: right it, it, you have to learn it though yeah. Sure, it's, it's totally. taken a lot of work yeah. and, it, and it's you know I'm, a, I'm one of those people who's such a like I'm not taking the drugs so I'm going to do it my way and that's I'm not saying you shouldn't take the drugs by the way because they work for people but but for, for me, that was the way I thought I'm just going to watch it and learn it.
2: But, but also, if I, you know, and we all have our own opinions on the drugs and things like that. You know, I, I, I definitely, you know, I've been through my bits of different stuff and things like that. Um, but I was the same as you. I just said I don't want to take those drugs and things like that because I think it acts as a cast. And then yeah. when you take the cast off, you're still left with the scar underneath. And it's important to actually really process and understand what you're actually going through the whole time. And you've really got to go fight and not be beaten by it. Hey, uh, it's now time for my diary, because Francis, we're going to do your question in part two. Oh, yeah?
3: Well, yeah. no, why don't we do it in, why don't I just do it now? Quickly? Okay, you have to
2: do it now. I don't know why I said that. Okay. Why don't you just do it just now? <laughs> why don't hey, you Francis? do your diary in part two? Why do you do just now?
3: <laughs> okay. The question is, which mammal can hold its breath for the longest time? Oh, I've got... Stop
0: I it, Blue Whale. Nah. Why? Oh, it's really. the biggest and it's underwater. Uh, yeah, you're
2: totally wrong. Why? Well, because, wait for my answer. <laughs> 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 I was going to say a hippo, but I
0: don't, <laughs> I don't think it's a hippo. It's got to be a whale of some sort, because they're underwater. They hold their breath Yeah, forever. but they still
2: have to come up at some points. <laughs> yeah,
0: of course, yeah, that's, that's, that's called breathing. breathing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. I love how it, it, was like, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> ah,
2: but they have to come up at one point. Some sort of whale. I don't think it's a whale. I think you're wrong, Tim. <laughs> I think you're wrong. I'm <laughs> annoying because you knew what G and IG
0: were in, in jiu-jitsu. I think you're right, because you yeah, know those... G. <laughs> Yeah, and no well, It's got to be a water creature of some description. Okay, so, so you're, go, you're going, go. going for whale. Yeah, they've the biggest lungs. I'm going to go for I'm going to go for a crocodile, which is not a not mammal. A mammal
2: <laughs>
0: God, they need to shut down your school, <laughs> whichever one it was. Close it down. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go.
2: I'm going to go for, for dolphin. Dolphin. <laughs> dolphin. I think okay. you're right, Tim. I so think
3: you're right. So, blue
0: whale and a dolphin. So, we'll find out the answer in part two. Hey, uh, Tim, Tim Lovejoy, are you having? Are you having a fun time? I am, but I'm disappointed because I'm talking about really interesting, heavy stuff rather than blowjobs and the no, stuff. No, but you that's not do. what
2: we want. Trust me, our library
0: of blowjobs <laughs> hey, we'll, and things about. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> it's, Fantastic. It's about that. I feel like I'm being a bit heavy for you. No, no. I need,
2: no wait, trust me, I need the whole more I, lighthearted. No, listen. I, you, I cannot tell you. You know, to look at all the producers and everyone in the room, we have been inundated with letters and uh, posts, and everything about all the fact of how much we're helping certain individuals.
0: Perfect. That's and, yeah. what you want, isn't it? And that's it? Yeah, what exactly. we want. That's what you want. And, yeah. and
2: as long as we can entertain, as well at the same time helping others, I think that's exactly what we want to try and achieve here. And having someone, you know... It's a two-pronged who, approach. Yeah, and having someone like you who talks so honestly and open about it with us who've experienced certain things as well, I just think it's perfect. You know, we have these platforms, so why not try and use them for good? And I think that's what we're trying to do here. Definitely. Yeah. Hey, so on that note, we'll see you in part two where we talk about the first blowjob you ever had. <laughs> <laughs> see you in part two! <laughs>